This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Learn more at voiceofmilk.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A pair of USDA reports give rise to expectations for big corn and soybean crops this year. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. USDA officials increased corn and soybean yields along with ending stocks in today's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report. Corn yields were increased from 178.5 bushels per acre to 181.8 bushels per acre. Allendale President Steve Georgie says corn yield estimates came in at trader expectations, but soybeans were a different story. I'm more shocked about the bean increase than corn. I mean, I thought, just like you said, I think it was... There's, there was a great possibility and, and chances that we were going to see increased or above trend line yields. Well, we got them. But, you know, for, for beans at a, at a 53.3 uh, average yield and corn coming in at a 181.8, corn's really not a surprise. That bean number's pretty big. Corn ending stocks increased by 108 million bushels to 2.75 billion, up from last month's 2.6 billion bushel projection. Soybean ending stocks were increased from 425 million bushels to 610 million bushels. Ending stocks for wheat were reduced from 942 million bushels in July's estimate to 925 million bushels in August. USDA's crop production report released today projected a record high 15.3 billion bushel corn crop and production of 4.42 billion bushels of soybeans this year. Wheat and cotton production for this year are both lower. Read more of this story at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden held an event with California Senator Kamala Harris today in his native Delaware. Yesterday, Biden announced Harris as his running mate. As a senator, Harris was one of 10 votes against the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement implementing legislation, but voted in support of the 2018 Farm Bill. Phil Brasher has a deeper look at her record on ag and environmental issues in his coverage on agripulse.com. Delays in the release of a proposal for annual biofuel blending targets will lead to the Environmental Protection Agency not releasing the final figures on time. That's the word of EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, who confirmed the news Tuesday. In audio courtesy of Brownfield Ag News, Wheeler says changing conditions brought about by the coronavirus caused the delay. I'm very proud of the previous three years of this administration. We got the RVO done on time. It does not look like we're going to be on time this year. But I will say the previous administration was two years late once. We will not be two years late, but we're still going through all the data to try to figure out what the impacts of the whole um, economy from the COVID is going to have on the RVOs. Wheeler also addressed the so-called gap year small refinery exemptions, which he said pose a number of questions. And these are going to be a little trickier to review than normal small refinery exemption petitions because they're going back in time. People were filing petitions for all as far back as 2012. So, you know, there are some real questions that I personally have is how can you prove an economic harm in 2012 if you're still in existence today. There's also the matter of what to do for refineries that might be able to prove harm. Because an appropriate remedy would not be to give people current year RINs for something from 2012 or 2013, and you can't give them RINs from 2012 to 2013 because those RINs are, are worthless now. So, you know, the second question is, even if they did show harm, what is the remedy? We don't have the answers to those yet. My staff has just started reviewing them, and I don't know how long it's going to take. 
Those gap year waivers are being sought to allow refineries to demonstrate consistently receiving exemptions after a 10th Circuit decision earlier this year that Wheeler previously said had the potential to dramatically reshape the SRE program. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk, in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. Edge is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. Learn how Edge empowers farmers and listen to our Dairy Stream podcast at voiceofmilk.com. AgriPulse is teaming up with the American Soybean Association and the United Soybean Board for educational webinars on critical ag issues. Tune in tomorrow at 1 Eastern Nude Central for a discussion on rural broadband. There's more information on agripulse.com slash USB underscore ASA underscore webinars. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.